Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. It's Morbin time. Oh man, what <laughs> is what is this Morbius news that we've got? Um, Indiana Jones 5 is actually a real movie where there's something to look at. Um, and Samuel Jackson and Chris Pratt are reuniting in an unexpected upcoming film. And Star Wars. There's Star Wars news, but first, trailer talk. Tom Cruise is back to performing death-defying stunts in the new Mission Impossible trailer. The title, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. First of all, the title, do we think the part one's going to stick? I have a feeling it probably won't. I don't don't know. (laughs) It might not. I mean, Spider-Verse, they didn't stick with part one, part two, did they? They renamed it. But who knows? Tom Cruise is a bit more old-fashioned. Maybe he'll stick to what he's saying it's going to be. But this trailer looks great. It looks like Mission Impossible is hanging off a train. We see Elsa. She's got an eye patch, a sword. There's tension. <laughs> it looks a lot of fun. And I was really enjoying the trailer. And then we get the release date. Next it's a year, year away. Next year. That is so far. It is. It is. Oh, but look, this is a... One. This is... This is the closest to it feeling like a James Bond type of, of, of film. It's sexy. It's, you know, like every location that they're, that they're filmed in, they're putting it, you know, they're giving you a little tease of that. It's, yeah, I mean, as far as teaser trailers go, I feel like they might have given us a snippet of every single scene which is not necessarily a bad thing because there's no context to any of it. Like there's like, Oh my God, I want to know what happened. What, what's the train scene about? Like what's going on there? Like why are they in the desert? Like what's happening here? What's that? That looks pretty. Why are they on a boat? Oh man. Like this is a teaser because I was teased. It really is. And I want it now. (laughs) Give it to me now. But you won't (laughs) get it. For another year, uh, and you'll forget what you saw. That's Dan. Yep, that's right. That's right. But um, no, it looks good. Like I said, like locations are on show. Sexy ladies. Tom Cruise is smiling. He's on a motorbike. He's running. He's jumping. He's doing what he's doing. It looks <laughs> looks like he's, mission freaking impossible. He's always running. He's always running. Exactly right. Yeah, but he's he's always running. I mean, we've just reviewed Top Gun Maverick. It runs in that. It runs in most things, but it runs well. But we should say both Top Gun, which is doing great at the box office, Paramount, this new Mission Impossible film, Paramount, perfect synergy. Tom Cruise is in both. It's the right time to release the trailer. It's just a shame we need to wait a whole year. And that is if it doesn't get delayed. Remember, we had to wait two years for Top Gun Maverick. Mm. But hopefully (laughs) the delays are behind us. But yeah, this film looks great. And as a franchise, yes, two happened. It was okay at the time, but the others are so much better. And outside of two, fantastic films. And there's things to like about two, don't get me wrong, but the others are just absolutely fantastic. I've just finished a big rewatch 
And wow, Fallout is incredible. So I'm really looking forward to this next one. But we have to wait a year. The newest Thor Love and Thunder trailer has arrived and has finally given us our first look at Christian Bale's Gore the God Butcher alongside more footage of Natalie Portman's Mighty Thor and Russell Crowe's Zeus. Have you seen this trailer? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, I thought, maybe, I thought maybe that first teaser was enough for you. And oh, you it definitely was. Don't watch it. No, was... nah, I was... Right, okay. I was hesitant, but I was like, nah, you know what, I... I could do with a little bit, with a little bit more, and uh, I'm glad I did. This one, like this trailer, it does play like that first teaser was very epic, very like this is badass, you know. Like it had all, like it had a metal feel to it. With this one, plays a lot more um, into the into the comedy of it all. I mean, like the the narration by Korg, you know, Taika providing the voice there as he does. Um, it, you know, just setting the just setting the, the goofy tone, and I'm like, oh yes, that's right. That's what these Thor movies are now, which is which is fine, which is fine. I think I've come to terms with it. But that look at 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 um at Gore, like he looks freaky as, like he yeah, kind of scary, kind of kind of a scary dude. Yeah, I can see Christian Bale being a good get for them. Yeah, I'm really interested in what he's going to do with the villain. I've got to be honest, I I liked this trailer a lot, just like that first one. It's a lot of fun and it's funny. But there's something that just sticks out to me, and it's the, the use of CGI helmets. It looks really off. When you've got Thor and he recognises Jane, that is so obviously something that they've added afterwards is something that Chris Hemsworth is not wearing mm. it just looks odd it doesn't move right when he's turning his head it looks like it looks like CGI I mean I, I get it with the moments where Jane is flying as Mighty Thor she's got the helmet and when she lands it disappears that makes sense it seems to be something that Marvel are doing more and more of like there was that footage from Spider-Man No Way Home and Tobe Maguire wasn't wearing the mask. It was CGI. I thought, oh, really? I mean, I guess it's easier for him to breathe if he's not wearing cloth <laughs> over his face and mouth. His face and mouth, his nose and mouth, I mean. <laughs> but, yeah, so that really, I don't know, caught my eye in this trailer. And maybe it'll look be- better in the in the finished film. But it does seem to be something they're doing. I mean, they did it with Black Panther. Yeah. You know, he had the CGI helmet as well. They changed the shape of the helmet. Yeah. And then at some point... But the I rest think, of the trailer yeah, looks I think, amazing. I think all of Iron Man at some point was just CGI. So, <laughs> but I think overall... I mean, but it's when it's just the helmet, though, when it's yeah. just... No, come on. Go back and watch it after we're finished recording. And the way no, that I the mean, CGI helmet is fitted on Hemsworth's face... It's always tricky because you, you don't want to get too bogged down with like the special effects of, of what you see in a trailer because it, it can look different when it's all said and done but overall there is like a weird kind of very glossy shiny um overproduced look to the world that we're in and i don't know if that's because you know like the like thor's new suit is all very bright and like shiny and then when they're on like you know when they're 
yeah, talking to you know with Zeus and stuff like that. It's all very like again very shiny, but that might just be because of the setting. I don't know. There's there is a it's just a very glossy look to everything here, and and maybe that's part of what you're seeing, like with the, with the helmet, just how it doesn't look quite right. Like it looks very artificial. But again, we'll, I'm sure it will look nice in the movie, hopefully. I mean, <laughs> hey, is it going to stop me from watching the movie? Absolutely not. Yeah. I will be there. And it's not too far away, really. Is it like middle of July? I believe. It's really soon, isn't it? I believe it's July. It might be early July. <laughs> I think early July? I, wow. I think it's like a month away. Could be mid-July. I actually don't know, but it's July. <laughs> <laughs> It's July. It's definitely July. It's we we July. can confirm that much. Disney has released the first teaser trailer for its upcoming remake of Pinocchio, a live-action retelling that will premiere on September 8th. Now, what's really exciting about that news, I mean, yes, the film looks good, and I like the original. It comes out on Disney Plus Day. So this is the first confirmed new release Remember, they make a big thing about it each year now. Mm. New content every Disney Plus day. <laughs> it's always very exciting, the lead-up. Well, this is the first new content they've announced. Yeah, and and this, this movie was like made... Pinocchio. This movie was good. made for Disney Plus, wasn't it? It wasn't like... Yep. They made it, they decided not to, you know, release it theatrically. And stuff. Like, it was made for it. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's when just you know, like Lady in the Tramp. Yes. Hopefully that doesn't um, mean anything for the quality of it. But look, look, you're right. It does look like the very small glimpses of Pinocchio that we do see, and and uh, that is a bit of a negative uh, on this. I know it's a teaser, but it's a very small negative. In a movie called Pinocchio, what we see in the teaser trailer is, you know, a, uh, in a dimmed room, a side angle just a little bit of his profile that's what we get of Pinocchio I've seen like a still of like a uh, like a poster type image and I'm like hey that looks like Pinocchio cute cool from here I'm like okay it looks like his head there's not much in here that I get to see of Pinocchio but look we get like Jiminy Cricket the like the fairy godmother and that, and whatever it's called and all that kind of yeah. jazz Tom is introducing the world yeah. The characters and it teases Pinocchio, which I it think does. Does. is the right approach. I mean, even that poster that you just said, I mean, it's he's almost in silhouette, it's that like part silhouette that is walking outside. Yeah. But if you zoom into the poster, you can see the details, yeah. But it's a tease, just like this. Well, teaser, it's doing everything that it needs to do, and again, it's made for Disney Plus, you don't need to go to the movies, and it's going to be watched by many. It looks you know, it looks fine. Yeah, the thing I'm concerned about is if they're going to include that scene where the boy gets turned into a donkey. Oh, 100%, surely. Shocking. No, yeah. Shocking. No, you gotta In do animation, it. imagine in live action. Yeah, you got to do it. <laughs> Terrifying. I've seen some... I've seen <laughs> Nightmare live, fuel. I've seen a live action Pinocchio where they've done that. It, yeah, it's... it's oh, have Yeah, terrifying. Oh, really old. Really old movie. Um, not a Disney, not a Disney one. Wasn't, yeah, it was a Del, Del Toro doing one. Has, has that been released yet? Or is that still coming? I think that's still coming. I think that's still coming. But I, yeah, I, I mean, meant to a more as a, as a sucker day. for as a sucker for Disney, like this is 
is the one I've been more. Look, Robert Zemeckis is directing. Me too, Tom yeah, Hanks yeah. is in. <laughs> like, um, it is. It is the design of Pinocchio that we know from the Disney animated film. So I mean, like that's they're the things that I go, oh yeah, yeah, Pinocchio. So that, yeah. you know, that gets me excited. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, I yeah. It looks like I just think I not necessarily like show me all of Pinocchio, but just like we don't, we never even get to see the puppet alive. Like every time we do, well, that, very yeah, few well, shots we that's, do. That's good with the trailer. It was just sat there. Just this, the side it's of his, a teaser, a, a rear side view of his head. I don't know. Just even it's just, just like funny. A bit at the end of like you maybe know, like him, his feet or something like moving or what? I don't know something. Like Both of us on this podcast have complained many times about being shown too much. I know. Now but, here you are. Not but I mean, off. if someone show me more, but not too much. If someone show me more. didn't know Pinocchio, I know that's a stupid statement, but if someone didn't know Pinocchio. If you were like, okay, what's this movie about? It'd be like, I have no idea. <laughs> like, there's magic. There's something like, if it, if you're like, it's about a puppet that comes to life, they'd be like, is it? Because that isn't actually shown in this at all. Nothing. But yeah, I know it's Pinocchio. People know Pinocchio. I don't know. Yeah, so just, it is. It is true what you're saying. But yeah, people know it. People know. Know the story, and again, it's it's a teaser. I guess give it a month or so. They'll put out <laughs> a full trailer, and we'll we'll talk about that then. Okay, and then I'll complain that they've shown too much. No doubt. Well, that's it for trailer talk. Now on to movie news. Well, it is Morbin time, isn't it? It's Morbin time. Apparently, oh, man. So <laughs> Morbius. Terrible movie, terrible movie. We did a review. Check it out. Um, see if we liked it. Um, look, after a week of, I guess what we can call meme campaigns, um, Sony has decided to bring their latest anti-hero origin story back to cinemas. I don't think they understood the uh, the the humor and the sarcasm behind the memes. Um, the Morbius re-release so far. Has made $85,000 on the Friday, the 3rd of June. That's about 82 bucks per cinema average. Pretty rough. So was it a wide Because that was the thing. It was in the US. It was one day only. And it was across, I think, about a thousand cinemas. And I'm pretty sure maybe just one screening, like one time slot. That was it. Mm. So they didn't go all out with this re-release. So it was it, more than anything. It was just a bit of an experiment, wasn't it? I mean, it, look, it's, it's I mean, financially, I don't think it worked out too well for Sony. But you know, it's more money to add to the box office, I guess. Yeah, sure, <laughs> eighty-five grand in the scheme of things. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, even Jared Leto was getting in on it. Like he was sharing on social media, put that video out, didn't he? Where it was him, he was reading a script. And on the front page, it read Morbius 2. It's Morbin time. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I can use it on it. It was, it was yeah. a bit of fun. <laughs> like, like, the memes are fun. Like, it's crazy. It's sort of like, you know, the very sarcastic look at or the take on the, that Morbius is the greatest movie ever. It's got to make like 
it's the first movie to hit a trillion dollars. <laughs> it's mental. I, I just don't understand really the thinking behind let's re-release it. Oh, why? Just just move on. Just move on. But I guess it's more publicity. It's in line with also, I guess, like the uh, the like the digital rental purchasing, oh, I don't know, release, I guess. I think that's just happened. So whatever, we're talking about Morbius again, I guess that's a good I mean, thing. that's, I mean, I've got to be honest, we almost weren't because I didn't want to add fuel to the fire, but I thought, you know. Part of the problem, let's, let's do it. more than time after all, so, <laughs> you know, for, I mean, I think it's over now, to be honest. I think it's no longer more than time. I think it's more than had its time. <laughs> <laughs> we've had our first look at Harrison Ford in James Mangold's new Indiana Jones film coming June 29th, 2023. And this is another image from Disney where their title character is in silhouette, although this is pure black. Like you don't get to see any detail at all, but you get the famous silhouette of Indy. I just realized as well. So June next year, Starts with Mission Impossible, ends with Indiana Jones. That's a good month. What year is it? Crazy, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, it seems like we're asking that question every year. Yeah. What do we? What do we just do? We just did Top Gun, Chippendale, Top Gun. We got a Jurassic film coming. Ah, oh, man, it's it's a weird time to be alive. Um, do you know what? Like speaking of um, Jurassic World Dominion, actually, you know, like they released a. One of the posters or like still images had like Sam Neill, Sam Neill's um, Alan Grant character, almost very similar to this Indiana Jones picture where it was like, oh, I think he was entering like a cave, but it was a silhouette. He's got his fedora, you know, it's all, it's, it's like, oh, like, yeah, Dr. Grant, you can see it. But it's like, when I saw this image of Harrison Ford, I was like, is that, is that Indiana Jones or is that, is that Dr. Grant? What, what are we looking at here? And I was like, okay. It's indie. But I mean, it's just sort of, I don't know, dudes in hats, silhouetted. I dig it. <laughs> they look good. They look good. But I guess the movie is real. I mean, yes. Um, I speculated that it, it, it'll, is, it'll get it is before it got finished. <laughs> I mean, I, we've been saying we'll believe it when we see it. Mm. We're closer to seeing it. Well, I say closer, we're a year away. Oh, just over a year. Yeah, just over. I mean, yes, 29th for June. Oh, it's had 13 months. Got a way to wait for that one as well. That's oh, still 12. 12 months and a couple of weeks. Sorry, Rob. Um, We're recording this on the 5th of June. It's out of the 29th. It's pretty much... Anyway, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> Production has officially begun on George Miller's Mad Max Fury Road uh, prequel Furiosa. Um, this, of course, is starring Anya Taylor-Joy and Chris Hemsworth. I mean, that's the news. That's all we know. And mm. uh, thought it worth noting. I remember we one of our early reviews was Mad Max. Fury it really Road. was. I've only seen it. Yeah, I've only seen it that one time. And I remember watching it that first time, first and only time. And, you know, just really appreciating everything that went into making that film Definitely, and how yeah. real it looked at times. But what, what did I we thought, describe it as? It was like, uh, like a, like a, a ride. 
as soon as the movie started, it was, yeah. like, it was a ride yeah. you couldn't get off. Like it just didn't stop. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, like, that's right. I mean, the movie starts at point A, goes to point B, goes back to point A. That's your film. But I just remember thinking as I was watching it, I'm probably never going to see this again. There was an intensity to it. Ah, oh, I don't know. But anyway, they're making more. They're making making a prequel focusing on Furiosa. I just had to very quickly check. I'm like, did I ever buy a Mad Max Fury Road? Like on Blu-ray? I'm like, surely. Oh, I'll, I'll look when I can get up. Um, the, only, the only thing I bought was a tie-in comic because it was, I think you... I think it was it was an Australian artist, Tristan Jones, and I got it because of his involvement. That's the only thing I have from that film. I do have the first movies on DVD. But do you know what this like this year? So obviously we've talked about it previously, and it's sort of like, yeah, cool, let's let's go for it. Um, yeah, you know, I, I uh, a new installment comes out. You know, it's a prequel. It's gonna get people revisiting i mean uh, more so mad max fury road i'm guessing you know whether furious was sort of introduced but hey it'll get people getting back to those um, mel gibson films which are which are good but again it's an excuse now for you to say i enjoyed that movie once didn't think i watched it again here's here's a good opportunity to revisit that one and have that experience again because ah, it is yeah it is a good film um and look Anya Taylor-Joy is doing nothing but great stuff these days. And That's oh, true. I mean, so, I mean, it's Chris Hemsworth as well. Why not? Um, there's no reason. Yeah, but again, to... like watching watching Fury Road, like seeing and recognising that it's a good film, I just didn't necessarily enjoy it. But, you know, I, I do have a tendency to go back if they're doing a prequel, sequel, remake, mm. reboot, whatever to go back and, and re-watch the originals. So I probably will, to be honest, actually watch it for the second time. I remember last movie show, we were talking about A Simple Favour, and I was like, yeah, I didn't really finish that movie thinking, I wonder if they'll do a second one. Well, I re-watched it. I can absolutely see how they would make a sequel work. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was right, like, yeah, wow, yeah. it really lot of threads it's almost like they walk <laughs> off the end. In the, into the sunset like just to go into another movie but um yes cool <laughs> i'm glad you did that rachel zegler will star in the hunger games prequel the ballad of songbirds and snakes she'll be playing lucy gray bird so i'll say it again uh ridiculous title but um, it is what it is um and all I can say to this is that after watching, um, oh God, what was that movie called? Uh, uh, the West Side Story. Like, I, I think I fell in love with Rachel Zegler in that movie. So I, again, probably biased as to why I love that movie so much. I will check out anything she's in going forward um, unless the next movie she makes is crap. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, I, that's that's cool. I mean, I don't know this character. I don't know the deal with the, you know, like, and I obviously. Oh I just, right, I I don't. Oh, I don't know the character either. I just assumed that you would. Nah, like I know this. This movie is meant to be based around a young, uh, soon to be President Snow, who was played by a 
what's his name? Oh, I can't even remember. The 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 old guy, Donald Sutherland. That's the one. Yeah, Donald that's Sutherland. That's when I heard it was. Is I've now seen Hunger Games. I've gone years never watching them, and then you still never seen them. And I watched them, but I still oh, yeah. I have now. Yeah, I watched them a few months ago. They're fun. It's like five, isn't there? Is there five? Ah, oh, there's only four. How many they made? I watched. <laughs> Felt like really? five. Four. <laughs> there's only four. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen them all. Um, five. Yeah, okay. Five. <laughs> so they're doing a. There we go. So they're doing a prequel. Yeah, but it is a long title, isn't it? That's a stupid title. I just yeah. I mean, there's there's meaning behind it, but it's still a stupid title. It's just I don't know. I've just um, I've just realised as I was like putting these news stories together, um, it a segue works better when you don't call it out as a segue. Um, but the next news story, do you want to join to the next news story and see how it ties into the one we've just done? All right, now um, Rita. Marina has joined the cast of the newest Fast and Furious film um, and she'll be playing Vin Diesel's grandmother. And of course, Rita Marino was last seen in West Side Story. That's right. And was also in the original West Side Story. That's why I purposely put this story to follow the the previous one. And this this movie, Fast X, I think this might be, if I'm not even going to say it this time, the past two times we've announced or talked about the latest and final addition to the cast, and they just keep going. Remember what I said a couple, I think it was a couple um, movie shows ago, and it was like, that like the budget one of the issues that they were having was just like their budget was just expanding because they just keep adding actors it's sort of like who else can we put in this movie let's pay them some money but at least in this instance it seems like an actual character for the sake of you know story and other character building rather than just like hey what other famous person can we throw in this in this film i mean she is She's a great addition, though. She, she really is. Like you know, this um, this caliber of actor, and and this is a franchise that already has like Helen Mirren. Just adding these older actors, and it's it's really adding more to the to this film. Like it's more than like here's another Alan Richardson, here's another Jason Momoa. You know, all these guys who are great additions, but this is something a little bit different. But you know, she's so late in the game to be added to the cast. And I can't help but feel as though Vin Diesel was just sat watching Spielberg's West Side Story and just gone, I want her in my film. Like, write a character for her. Which is a late edition. Let's just do it, yeah. Yeah. Well, who who could she be, Vin? I don't know, my nana. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nana Toretto. Nana Toretto. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it oh, works. It I works. Hope they call it like, but yeah, it's yeah. it seems like each each time we do another movie show, there's more cast members. This has to be it now, surely. I mean, maybe it's because Diesel's so public about cast joining the film. Like this is something that would happen anyway, but he's just so open about it. Like each time somebody gets added, it's a social media post. Yeah, like, he he's, he, it. he's making it a story, and then we're like building on that fuel in the fire anyway anyway garfield we're getting a new garfield film i think we've talked about this before chris pratt is voicing garfield this will be animated 
Samuel L. Jackson has joined the cast as Garfield's dad. You know, I'm going to be honest, I don't know enough. They didn't, yeah. I don't know enough about Garfield to know if that's a thing or not. I just know that he's an orange cat that likes lasagna. Yeah, I thought his dad he was... He watched the cartoon back in the day. I thought his dad was that bloke he lived with. <laughs> I mean, that's his owner. Well, it? yeah, but... Wait, well, yeah, yes. <laughs> that works. Just, but, like, you know, to a cat, it's like, that's that's his dad, you know? I don't know. That's how it worked in Alvin and the Chipmunks. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I did see... I did see those live-action films where Bill Murray voiced Garfield. I've seen them. But yeah, I don't know enough about Garfield, but here we are. Sam Jackson and Chris Pratt. Garfield is dad. I suppose this implies that they're going back to the beginning. Garfield's origins, you know, like, well, not like the beginning. <laughs> we don't need to say that. But obviously, like, he's going to be a kitten and it's like, his, you know, the, the, the daddy cat would be there. And then, you know, so it probably won't be a huge role. Maybe just the beginning of the movie or flashbacks or something. And man, I don't know. We'll see how this plays. Or maybe out. his dad's a bit of a villain. <gasps> Who knows? Ooh. I've got no idea. Oh. You don't want to waste Sam Jackson and just have him at the beginning. If he's in it, he's in it, surely. I mean, look, it's an animated role. So, I mean, it's just a voice. He, he, he comes in, does a you know, few hours of dialogue, gets his paycheck, moves on. Why not? It's all good. Wouldn't. Welcome for it. Um, Mondays. Yeah. Garfield hates Mondays. That's, that's another thing I just remembered about Garfield. Yes, yes. Anyway, that pretty that's much enough about up. Garfield. There's also Otis the dog. Um, Christopher Landon will write and direct a remake of the horror comedy Arachnophobia. You've seen the original, yeah? I watched it, I think, last year. For the first time as an adult, this film terrified me as a kid. It was like one of the scariest things I'd ever seen. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I've that I I read somewhere horror comedy. I'm like, what? (laughs) I'd never viewed this film as a comedy as a kid. It always terrified me. So I purposely just stayed away from it. And then as an adult, watched it and really enjoyed it. But as a kid, very scary. I didn't see the humor at all. I just saw the horror. Was it was it still scary this time around, or was it? <laughs> no, I mean creepy. Don't get me wrong. Like you, you know, spiders coming out of mouths. It's pretty horrible. But no, I I just thought it was like a straight horror film when I watched <laughs> it as a kid. Yeah, cool. I I don't know how I feel about this news. I mean, like, yeah, why not? Like, it's it's uh, it's an IP that people would recognize. So go ahead, do the remake. Um, might not be something that everyone's probably seen, probably more heard of than actually watched. Um, yeah, spiders are pretty freaky. So, you know, want you want to make a movie that scares people? Spiders. <laughs> so, cool. Why not? Dermot Maloney is set to play a cop in Scream 6. Yeah, yep. Yep. Well, okay, they're good. <laughs> Bit of casting news. Bit of casting news. There Just keeping everybody, keeping, <laughs> keeping everybody up to date with the casting. Yes, so there's going to be a cop. Well, that's it for movie news. Now on to TV news. There's a lot of Star Wars. It's uh, I think all but one story is um, is a Star Wars thing. Um, and why is that? You ask. Uh, Star Wars celebration. Day? Is it day? Is it that what it is? Celebration day? 
that was a thing that had happened. So we got a whole bunch. I think it's, of week, it's a weekend, I think. Oh, it was a weekend? Sure, sure. Um, or Star Wars Celebration. Just full stop. Um, we got that. So a whole bunch of um, little stories to come uh, from it. Mainly TV. Because you know what? To be honest, is that not where Star Wars is thriving? So we'll start off with Star Wars The Mandalorian. You know, oh, actually, before we, before we do, Kathleen Kennedy has said the next Star Wars film will be the one directed by Taika Waititi. I don't right. know okay. when that's going to be, but that will be the next Star Wars film. And you're right, everything else is going to be on TV. All right, we'll start with um, The Mandalorian, um, which we can tell you now will officially return for season three in February of next year, so 2023. Um, so that's season three, kicks off in Feb. And Bryce Dallas Howard, she's going to come back and direct at least one of the episodes as well. She did it. I can't remember which ones that she did, but I remember liking the one that she did like quite a lot for some reason. At least that's what I remember. Is that right? Is that yeah, a thing? I think she might have. Yeah, no, it is. I'm pretty sure. I think she directed one of the Mandalorian episodes of Boba Fett. I'm pretty sure. Oh, but anyway, okay. whenever she's whenever she's directed Star Wars, it's been great. So it's going to be good having her back. Disney has officially announced Star Wars Skeleton Crew a new Disney Plus original series that will launch in 2023 and will star Jude Law. So this is the show we were talking about last movie show, and you referred to it as Goonies in Space. I still stand by that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Um, so, I mean, Jude Law really is the news. Oh, I guess the – did we have the title last time? No, title, news, release date. Cool. So I feel like the, like, Skeleton Crew, it's, it's going to be, like, I'm already sensing it's going to be pretty isolated. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a tight, like, ragtag team of um, a very small group of people. Um, but, and Jusel's going to be in it. So this is the one, obviously, I, I refer to it as Goonies. This is the one with the kids, right? Yes, but yeah. with the kids, but it's not going to be a kids' show. This is the one that's being developed by John Watts. Yeah, yeah. So Jude Law's obviously an adult. He's not a kid. Do we have any sort of idea of what kind of role he's going to play? Is he going to be with the kids? Is he going to be an adversary? Is he going to provide a voice? <laughs> like, Do we know how he comes into it? The news is all we know. This is this is all we all we have. And even like like promotional material, they just put out the logo for the show and a photo of Jude Law. That's it. That is all we have. <laughs> a photo of Jude Law, just in case you didn't know what he looked like. All right, Star Wars: Tales of the Jedi um, is an animated series featuring Ahsoka, Count Dooku, and Liam Neeson's Qui Gon Jinn. So I'm guessing this would be very much in the realm of Clone Wars, Rebels, that kind of that kind of thing, or is it a little bit different? Yeah, so this is going to be a anthology series. 
So I don't know if it's going to be if they're going to keep the same animation style. You know, maybe they'll change it up, similar to what they did with Star Wars Visions. You know, each episode had a different animation style, or it could be just one style. But it's going to be an anthology, and that's why you're getting all these different characters coming back. So we could have like one episode per character, kind of get as excited. That kind of gets me excited. That's what I was going to say. Like, because then it can sort of be like, if you're not really into particular characters or don't want to invest too much, you can just pick and choose. If it's like, hey, I want to make sure I watch the Qui-Gon Jinn episode, but I have no time for Count Dooku or something like that. That's not where I'm standing, but I'm just saying, if you had that thought. Well, that's the big news though, isn't it? Liam Neeson coming back. I mean, we're both watching, like most people, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And when he's calling out to Qui-Gon, yeah. For guidance. Ooh. Like they're gonna he's gonna but then be, you're like he's, ah, but... he's gonna be in a rat. Oh I'd love it. Just force <laughs> ghost Liam Neeson, please make it happen. But if not, we'll get to see him in animation. Summertime special Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation has been announced and premieres August 5th on Disney Plus. Summer Vacation takes place after Star Wars Episode Nine and sees Rose, Ray, Finn, Poe, and Chewbacca taking a vacation after defeating Emperor Palpatine. I mean, who doesn't like a good Star Wars Lego special? I mean, that's how I felt after the holiday special they did. I thought that was great. I think Disney released in November a Christmas special and maybe it was the following year or the year after they did the Halloween special, Terrifying Tales. Oh, actually, yeah, that was kind of crap. (laughs) Took me me so long to finish it. I did, but it took me a long time. So I'm like, great, holiday special, Terrifying Tales, not so great. But summer vacation, could be fun. If nothing else, they'll put out a great poster. (laughs) <laughs> what looks like a beach ball on the beach, it's the Death Star. So there we go. Off it to looks, a good start. There's always some good comedy that they that they have in these in these Lego things. So I like it'll be it'll be worth a laugh. And I imagine it'll just be I expect we'll see like Emperor Palpatine at some point, like in, in bathers, just like sunbathing on a on a beach with a hot dog or something. <laughs> As they do. All right, our last, um, our last Star Wars story, um, Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. Um, this has been announced for Disney Plus and Disney Junior, so that's an indication right there. Uh, the series follows younglings as they study the ways of the Force and become Jedi. Compassion, self-discipline, teamwork, patience, and friendship, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it's all there, isn't it? it? It does fit a Disney Junior show and a good approach for for Disney. Get him young. Like, go Get for him. the preschool age. Get him young. I mean, they've not really <laughs> did it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I sounded creepy that I meant. But do you know what I mean? No, like, aim younger. I thought, you know, it's what Paramount were doing with like some of their Star Trek shows. Like, remember when they first announced Star Trek Prodigy? And I thought the idea of them making this Nickelodeon show would be them going younger, where it's not actually played out that way. It doesn't play too young. Whereas it seems like, well, it doesn't seem like it is definitely what 
young Jedi adventures is going to be like going really young. But, it's, but it's, there's so much Star Wars content. Yeah. You yeah, can so you can go young. You can do all the other stuff. Star, there's enough Star Wars for everybody. It makes a lot more sense what they're doing now. You know, like when you know, like the Disney purchased Lucasfilm, and what we were getting, or all we were really getting was the the new the sequel trilogy that's that's all we were getting we were just getting those live action films yeah we were still getting you know like the like the animated shows were sort of coming to an end maybe another season was sort of uh, sort of generated but it wasn't too much sort of happening there now it's like you know like third season of Mandalorian the Obi Wan Kenobi show don't want to talk about Boba Fett anymore but like all this stuff happening but now there's other mediums of you know, another animated show, another kid. Well, now we're doing a kids show. Like they, they can they can branch out and actually expand the the different target audiences. And and you, you don't have to watch everything. If you're a Star Wars fan, you don't have to watch all this stuff. It's just hey, we've got an IP, and they're gonna they're gonna make the most of it, which is seems like what they're finally actually doing, which is good. Our flag means death the hbo max comedy series about a bunch of very earnest pirates has finally been officially renewed for a second season i know you said that you really liked uh you really liked this one didn't you this show no no oh you did love this one oh you absolutely love 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 it more than like this this show is by far one of the best comedies of the year i love everything about it it is such a good show and yeah, we've only just had the confirmation of a second season. That went way beyond the usual point of renewals. And so this one was very late, but I was so pleased when they renewed it. Have you watched it yet? Yeah, we, we got a we got a couple episodes into it and then and then we started we decided to sort of just leave it be. But after your recommendation that you 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 gave a few weeks ago or months or whenever it was. Uh, we've been meaning to get get back into it, give it another shot, but we haven't gotten there yet. Um, the, I'll be honest, the announcement of a second season does um, sort of help that cause. So I, I guess I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll get back onto it. I mean, the thing with it, like, you know, not to tell you what you like, but I know there's a lot of things that we have in common. And we both really like Taika Wahiti, film, TV, all of that. So I know if you continue watching it, you're going to probably end up feeling like I do about the show. I mean, it's not just about Taika, it's everybody else. Like Reese Darby is phenomenal in it. It is just, it's such a good show. It's that good that wife and I was watching it, and we purposely held off watching the next episode because we didn't want to just binge it. We wanted to make it last. It's excellent. I'm so happy that we're getting more. Well, that's it for TV news. Now on to the recommend section. All right. This time around, um, I'm going to recommend a, a comedy special of sorts, um, which has uh, just landed on Netflix. It's uh, Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald, nothing special. Now, what's interesting about this is that, um, all right, number one, uh, Norm MacDonald has passed away. He's no longer with us. Um, but in this, he's filmed his final stand-up special. This was all during 
you know, the height of the pandemic, all that kind of stuff. He's filmed his last stand-up special at home. Um, also during his illness um, and all that. So it's all done in one take. Um, the actual stand-up part of it is, I think I clocked it around, around like 50 minutes or so. Um, but it's just him, a microphone in front of his computer, almost like he was doing a podcast. Um, and it, it, what's great about it, like if you're familiar with sort of Norm MacDonald's um, sort of humour, it does it, it does play like the ramblings of like an old man just <laughs> rambling thoughts, complaining, being cautious of like the changing times. It is... It's 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 a spectacle in that, and and the fact that he's not playing to an audience is well, not like a live audience is, is something. It's just the way that he can still captivate an audience when he's literally just talking to himself is, is something um, a genius in itself. Anyway, the real charm, the real magic uh, magical thing about this special is that at the end of it, at the end of uh, like once the you know the recording's actually done, um, we get a sit down with uh, a number of uh, comedians, Conan O'Brien, Adam Sandler, um, uh, uh, David Letterman, um, David Spade, someone else. Um, And they sit around and they actually, they had actually just finished watching, um, you know, what we had just watched. And they have a conversation. And what they're having a chat about is, is about Norm himself and, and that performance that he just did. Um, and they talk about like, they basically dissect his humor and what was great about it and, and all these other things. And, and it's such an interesting thing to watch just them sitting around, just having a conversation. These, these comics just, just chatting about their friend, about their, you know, their, their fellow comedian. Um, and it was that, it was that on top of just like watching, you know, quite an enjoyable sort of little uh, piece of comedy, but just to have these guys just sitting around and just having this conversation, I was like, wow, this is captivating. Um, so, yeah, Norm MacDonald, nothing special on Netflix. Yeah, I've seen it on there. I've added it to my list, and I have been meaning to watch it, so I absolutely will be watching it. Um, yeah, Norm MacDonald, he's great, like, you know, watching him on Saturday Night Live back in the day, the movie Dirty Work, absolutely love that film, and he's great in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely be watching it. But it, it's so funny that obviously we've not planned this because we never know what the other person's going to recommend. But my recommend actually fits nicely with your recommend. I'm going to recommend a podcast, Fly on the Wall with Dana Carvey and David Spade. And the podcast is what you just said the end of the Norm MacDonald comedy special is. Oh, right. It's Spade. They take you behind the scenes to reminisce about the most memorable stories and moments with friends of the show. The most recent episode was a live show. The guest was Adam Sandler. Jeff Goldblum has been on there, Mike Myers, Drew Barrymore, and they're all talking about their time on the show. So over the episodes leading up to the special, they have been talking about it with their guests and just talking about Norm. 
in his humor and their friendship and all of that. So yeah, I mean, my recommendation fits nicely with yours. I mean, I don't think we mentioned David Spade often on the podcast, but we've both said him this time, <laughs> both mentioned <laughs> his name, but honestly, it is, it is a great show. It's available everywhere. Podcasts are available. Fly on the Wall with Dana Carvey and David Spade. It's brilliant. I look forward to it every week. I that think, is, I think it's that, like Thursday, Friday, new episode drops. That is pretty bizarre. But, but, but it would have been really tricky if you had gone first. Because then, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that played out really well. <laughs> nice one. So there we go. So both our recommends are SNL based, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it for, well, the recommends. And as always, we'll have to close out on a bit of trivia. And I've got to be honest, I completely forgot to do trivia. So I was um, squirreling away as you was doing one of those <laughs> previous stories to try and find something. And I didn't come up with too much, but what I do have, I'm just going to... Uh, anyway, let me just get to the trivia. It is Our Flag Means Death-Based. The younger version of Steed Bonnet is played by Reese Darby's own son, Theo Darby. Now, these are just things that I grabbed offline, so I'm not sure how interesting <laughs> they are. If I was actually, do you know what? I feel like you're literally okay, let me just go through these right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am not. I may, I, I may have taken it from there, but I don't currently have the app open. Um, the show was pitched according to series creator David Jenkins as a historical pirate rom-com. That's accurate. Okay. Taika Wahiti's <laughs> black beard costume is based on Mad Max from The Road Warrior. All right. That's what I just found off of, you guessed it, IMDb. Hey, we but mentioned Mad Max tonight. I... All... Yeah, all <laughs> oh, we <here>. did. <laughs> what I didn't know when I first started watching the show is that the characters in the show were actually based on real people. Like Steve Bonnet was a real guy. He was oh, a wow. real gentleman okay. pirate. Yeah, the, the characters in the show are based on real people. I thought it was just made up, but nope. I mean, obviously, there's some flourishes and everything else, but <laughs> yes, the basis right. for the characters um, were, were real. I thought it was all just made up, but it's, uh, it's a fun show. I think I've talked about it enough. And, and that's, the, that's the end of the show. So that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Film Studio Podcast. We also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently reviewed Top Gun Maverick and stay tuned for our upcoming review of Jurassic World Dominion. What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> what year is it, man? Crazy. <laughs> You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. <laughs>